0: Max Radio's update with Andy Wint.
1: Fast and good evening. It's half past five. This is an update for Friday, 17th of February, 2023. From X Radio, 30 minutes to look at the latest news... On the Isle of Man, a background to the news and sport and business and Sea Watch and travel updates. And the newsmakers in person tonight the TT Rider Cesar Chanel inquest verdict. Ministers hopeful nobles will improve in the coming year in the new secondary school, sex education curriculums on hold, vandalism may force the Peel shelter to relocate, and Manx golfer Anna Dawson gets island business backing. Man Benham for all your business and legal needs. First of all, at 29 minutes ahead of 6 o'clock, the Update News headlines, Fast Am Dave Moore. Faster Am the coroner of
2: inquest, has recorded a verdict of misadventure following the death of a trench TT rider. César Chanel died during the first sidecar race of 2022 on June 4th, when he crashed near Agos Leap just minutes after the event got underway. His passenger, Olivier Laverel died from his injuries four months later. A new relationships and sex education curriculum being delivered within secondary schools has been put on hold until an independent review is being carried out. It follows concerns raised by parents regarding the content. While there are no rules for voters in the Isle of Man to have to produce identifications at polling booths, a local politician hopes that will remain the case. New rules have been introduced in the United Kingdom where people going to the polls now have to show ID, but Russian MHK Michelle Haywood thinks it would be wrong for the island to follow suit i mm-hmm. you. A former security guard in Britain's embassy in Berlin who sold secrets to the Russians will have to spend more than 13 years behind bars. A judge said David Smith, who's 58 years old and originally from Paisley, had put his ex-colleagues at maximum risk. Police in Bulgaria have discovered the bodies of 18 people believed to be migrants in the back of an abandoned truck. It's thought they suffocated to death. And five former police officers have pleaded not guilty to murdering Tyree Nichols in Memphis last month. The 29-year-old was beaten after he was pulled over for a traffic stop. He died in hospital three days later. Those are the update news headlines. The next bulletin is at six. Man Benham. Contact us by phone, video
0: call, email or face to face. We're happy to connect with you.
1: Manx Radio Weather, with Manx Glass and Glazing. Thank you, Thank you, Dave, from the Ronaldsway Met Office. There's a strong wind warning in operation for the North RAC. State of Seas moderate, or rough, becoming moderate later on. And the weather forecast today, this evening, rain on the way back. On a fresh to strong southwesterly, down to seven through the night for... Saturday tomorrow is cloudy with a chance of showers on a moderate to fresh southwesterly. Top temperatures 11, a cloudy evening for Saturday and night. Low is 7 degrees. And Jaduni, cloudy with drifting drizzle during Sunday morning on a moderate to fresh southwest wind, drying up in the afternoon up to 12 degrees. Sunset was four minutes ago. High water 19 minutes past nine. Low water is 11 minutes before 4 a.m., Sunrise tomorrow morning, 27 minutes to 8 in the morning. High tide
0: at 16 minutes to 10. Manx glass and glazing can produce bespoke splashbacks for your kitchen in any colours. Speak to the team on 674 573.
1: The coroner of inquest has recorded a verdict of misadventure following the death of a French TT rider. Tessa Hawley with the story.
3: César Chanel died during the first sidecar race of 2022 on the 4th of June after crashing near Ago's Leap, just minutes after the event got underway. His passenger Olivier Lavarel died from the injuries sustained in the incident four months later. Delivering her verdict at Douglas Courthouse this afternoon, Jane Hughes said Mr. Chanel had died from significant and catastrophic injuries when their sidecar hit a wall. However, whilst the machine had suffered extensive damage as a result of the collision and subsequent fire, checks had showed no mechanical defects had caused or contributed to the crash. There was also, she said, no evidence of a poor or contaminated road surface and no defects on the route. Describing it as a tragedy, the coroner said there would remain a question mark over the cause of the crash, adding it could have been a momentary lapse of concentration, inexperience, a temporary mechanical failure or an unexpected bump in the road. Sadly, as is often the case, I am unable to to provide that definitive answer, she told the families of Mr. Chanel and Mr. Lavarelle, who were both in the courtroom. Whenever anyone participates in a dangerous activity, there is always a possibility that something can go wrong. For whatever reason, Mr. Chanel's participation in the event went wrong, she added, resulting in the collision, his death, and later that of Mr. Lavarelle. Closing the inquest, she paid tribute to the French racers families, saying thank you for your dignity and the way you've conducted yourself. I hope this has provided some closure for
1: you. The Health and Social Care Minister says he's hopeful services at Nobles Hospital and other medical centres will improve over the coming year. Laurie Hooper, MHK, will present the mandate to Manx Care, which should start on the 1st of April. He says new targets being put before next month's sitting of Timwald are ambitious but achievable. If you were to ask me, will those targets
4: be achieved this year? I think the answer to that would be no. Will all those targets be achievable? I think yes is the answer to that. It's just a question of how we get there and the journey. So the purpose of the mandate is to set out what we think the standard should be at. Uh, the second question then is just touching on what we just talked about. is about looking at the pathways, looking at the work we do to see what needs to change in order that we can hit those targets. Uh, for the most part, I think these targets are already being reported on regularly by MaxCare. So if you look at their board papers, which are published multiple times a year, they have something called an integrated performance report that's already published the department will be publishing updates on these targets and uh, how how well not max care achieving them that will be being done regularly on the department's website as well so we're trying to be as open as we can about these things uh, because sometimes we may not see a trend but somebody else might so having this information out there publicly i think is quite useful so yes i am confident that uh, that we are making progress in these areas i i would like to i would like to be in a position to say yes they'll all be sourced in the next 12 months but i think the reality is the transformation program and what we need to do in health it's long journey uh, and we are making progress and that's the key thing for me is to look at.
5: What are the obvious
2: barriers facing you right now?
4: The obvious ones are the same ones they've always been I think partly it's finances Um, it's an aging population it's things medical treatments getting more expensive in and of themselves so there's a lot of pressure there financially there's also a lot of demand for new services new drugs enhanced services all that comes with a cost and staffing is always going to be a challenge Um, and not not necessarily medical staffing but particularly uh, nurses and support services and allied health professionals there is a lot of pressure there on, on actually being able to recruit enough people to fulfil what I think are our ambitions in terms of delivering healthcare.
3: What's your opinion on the update news agenda? Email update at manxradio.com or call 682 631.
1: Fast my good evening, it's 22 minutes before 6 this Friday evening, live from Douglas in the Isle of Man on update. A new relationships and sex education curriculum being delivered within secondary schools has been paused until an independent review has been conducted that follows concerns raised by parents regarding the curriculum. Uh, Beth Hesby from Manx Radio News has this statement from the Department of Education, Sport and Culture.
6: The Department of Education has told us that in light of the public feeling, it feels it appropriate to deploy an independent review to gain an understanding of what's taken place and the facts of the situation. As such, the Department's taken the decision to pause all RSE delivery across both primary and secondary schools and will be unable to comment any further until the facts have been established. They're also asking the public not to speculate any more until such time. The purpose of the RSE advisory curriculum, they say, is to ensure that children and young people develop the knowledge, understanding, skills and attributes they need to support their emotional and physical well-being. Providing this guidance to schools helps work towards consistency across the island, providing staff with equal access to high-quality resources and ensuring that age and stage appropriate content, they say, is delivered to students. The RSE Advisory Curriculum, which was launched in September last year, identifies themes and concepts from a number of sources, including, but not limited to, relationships, sexual health and parenthood, ChildNet, the PC Association and Public Health England. The structure and content has been guided by Scotland's resource to ensure content is mapped from reception to year 11, which has been quality assured and peer-reviewed by a partnership of educators, health professionals and third sector organisations. The Department of Education says the content provided is tailored and adapted for the island schools and is not an exact replication. The guidance, they say, shares links to resources that teaching staff can access and adapt. However, there is no requirement to use any of the resources. School professionals will select the resources they wish to deliver within their school to meet the needs of their students. Each school, they say, creates their own individual RS. Policy that advises on their content and delivery, advising parents and carers how they can discuss
1: this with the school. Manx golfer Anna Dawson is set to receive backing from island business RL360 as she begins her professional career in the sport. Anna made her pro debut earlier this month.
7: It's really supportive. Obviously, I've, I've grown up in Yalama I've been to school here and played golf here my whole life. So I think, you know, having that support from such a local and big company is so reassuring to know that there is people on this island that are so interested and supportive of what I'm doing. I think when I'm travelling, obviously, I started off in Kenya and hoping to go to South Africa next, and being so far away from home and knowing that you've got that support on the island is just so reassuring. There will be some events which I will get into later on in in the week, quite close to when it starts, and having that support to be able to just go and do that, it makes it a lot easier than opposed to sometimes maybe getting an opportunity and not being able to go and take that because of, obviously, circumstances and trying to figure out all the logistics of it. So, yeah, I mean if I'm not too sure if I'm in South Africa yet, yeah, I might be travelling next weekend or I might not. But having that support, making it that it is an option if I get that chance, again, just makes it so much easier.
8: Whether it's for yourself, a fellow golfer or any Ireland athlete, to get that sort of backing to make sure people can pursue their dreams in whichever sport it may be in. For the future of different Ireland athletes, the fact that businesses are going to invest in their futures, how well can that bode for the rest of the island's athletes who might have dreams of their own?
7: Yeah I think it's massive obviously if I was like a younger athlete myself and you know if I'd seen someone in this position now I think it'd be so encouraging to know that like I can pursue what I want to do and know that this island's so supportive that there is going to be people out there who are like willing to help you obviously if you show that you're so determined and you're so set on what you want to do if you can show your part this island's so great that it's so nice to see that they're willing to to do what they can do to help you as well and that it might be a small community but everyone's so willing to do it what they can to make sure we can produce the best athletes that we can.
0: Sea Watch with the Isle of Man Steam Packet Company. Leadership
1: Ben McCree departed Hesham at five past two. She's just uh, in the inner harbour in Douglas at the moment. Spinning around, going slow astern onto the linkspan. We'll be departing this evening at 7.45, arriving in Hesham at half past 11 the overnight departure 2.15 back to Douglas at around 6 and the morning departure from Douglas to Hisham is at 8.45. Follow
0: the steam packet on Twitter for the latest sailing information.
1: Peel Town Commissioners are looking to move a shelter on the headlands. It follows reports from residents of people setting fires and throwing glass in the area. Clark to the Commissioners is Derek Sewell. We've had a number of uh,
9: complaints from local residents, primarily relating to glass being thrown, fires lit and also other antisocial behaviour, including drinking. The police regularly <clears throat> attend that particular location to keep an eye on the youth. We, as commissioners, regularly clean around the shelter and graffiti on it anyway, and there's often damage to the shelter itself. And so it's not uh, it's not particularly looked after by the people who are currently using it. About 2019, we met with the youth groups to, to ascertain what they actually wanted in Peel and at that time a section of the community did actually highlight that they would prefer to have another shelter or a shelter at another location where a number of groups could could actually congregate and feel safer congregating there where they're a bit more not not under supervision so to speak but the new location is is more visible to the public so there's, there's some general security around that so in the meantime the shelter was going to stay operational at its current location and the intention was to either relocate the current shelter if that was possible or find a new location with a new shelter to replace the shelter that we've got. So the intention isn't to remove the facility, it's to put it in a in a more suitable location.
1: Manx Radio Business Briefing. At 16 minutes before 6, Santander is reportedly in talks to Swoop on the £14 billion private equity unit of the London-listed fund manager Aberdeen, ABRDM... According to Sky News, Santander Asset Management is one of a small number of parties vying to buy the business. The division being sold by Aberdeen manages investments in private equity funds and is a legacy of Standard Life Investments, whose parent company merged with Aberdeen Asset Management in 2017. Sources say a deal was expected to be struck between Aberdeen and a buyer in the next couple of months that could value the division at about £250 And for a full daily market report, go to ramsaycrockort.com. RBS International has announced its annual Results for 2022 today RBS International generated an operating profit of 524 million pounds in 2022 up 174 million against 2021 RBS International income increased by 48% in 22 to 810 million pounds supported by strong average customer volumes and favorable yield curve movements The stock market report Brought to you by Ramsey Crookall. UK and European markets lower as investors continued to assess the impact of inflation and production data. The dollar hit a six-week high. Oil fell and was headed for a weekly decline on the signs of ample supply. And Gold was subdued by a stronger dollar. And bond yields following fresh hawkish rhetoric from the US Fed. The numbers now from Ramsey Crookall. At the close in London, the FTSE 100 was down a tenth of a percent at 8,004. The DAX in Frankfurt closed down 4 tenths of a percent at 15,473. The Dow Jones in New York City currently down three tenths of a percent because the trading day goes on. It's pegged at 33,595. The Nasdaq Tech Stocks Index down almost one and a half percent at uh, 11,683. The S&P 500 down almost one percent at 4,049. In the exchange markets, the British pound sterling trading at one US dollar 20.2 cents, one euro 12.5 cents and 21 South Africa and ran 67.4 cents in commodities. Gold's up two-tenths of a percent at $1,840 per troy ounce and a barrel of Brent crude down just over 2% at $82.95. The world
0: was a very different place when Ramsey Crookall set up business back in 1946. But his passion for providing outstanding service and looking after every client as if they were one of the family has endured for over 76 years. So, if you're looking for the continuity of a personal, bespoke investment strategy, perhaps it's time to look at our discretionary services. Trustworthy, dependable, and tailored. Ramsey Crookle, the island's investment specialist. Call 717171 or visit ramseycrookle.com. Licensed and regulated by the Isle of Man Financial Services Authority.
1: Isle of Man water sports, weather with Manx glass and glazing. Here's the relevant information. If you're sailing, kayaking, windsurfing, paddleboarding, sea swimming, diving or surfing this weekend, sea temperature is 8 Celsius. The wind for Saturday southwesterly force 5 to 7, quickly decreasing 4 or 5. Bearing northwesterly, 5 or 6 Saturday evening. Wave height, 0.7 to 1.8 metres, becoming 0.4 to 1.2 metres. Wave period, five seconds. High tide, 9.45 tomorrow morning. And for Sunday, the wind is westerly, backing southwesterly through the morning, force 4 or 5. Wave height, 0.2 to 1 metres, becoming 0.7 to 1.5 metres. Wave period, 4.5 seconds and high tide Sunday morning at 10.45.
0: Visit the Manx Glass & Glazing website and see a range of products from windows to doors, mirrors to splashbacks. ManxGlass.com
3: the Isle of Man in 30 minutes. Update on Manx Radio with Andy Wynn. A
1: decision made by Douglas Council to give more than 100 households a bigger bin was made so all households can live within the scheme. The chair of the Environmental Services Committee, Falk Corning, says the council only gave residents with a genuine need the extra capacity. Here's our local democracy reporter, Emma Draper.
10: The residents that contacted the council because they had genuine need for some additional capacity. So their need was assessed and uh, was looked whether they already recycle and if they already recycled and they had that genuine needs and additional capacity was provided, that it was part of the campaign right from the start. We have always encouraged people who have um, problems to get in contact with us. In most cases, it's a bigger bin. In some cases, it's an additional bin. It depends a little bit on the individual properties. So the normal first case is that a bigger bin will be given, but sometimes there are excess problems or storage problems which necessitate a second bin instead.
3: Are the council worried that this could be seen as backtracking?
10: Not at all. Um, We have 11,800 households in Douglas and we always said from the outset when there are individual problems that we would always aim to try to help people. So we always knew there would be some households that um, needed additional capacity and those assessments are exact part of that program of that waste switch that we make it possible for all, all households to live with this scheme and we don't want to put any households in impossible situations <music>
8: Banks Radio Sports. Baster my Rob Pritchard. my Good evening. Starting with football, and a tough test awaits Canada Life Men's Premier League leaders peel this weekend if they're to maintain or improve on their nine point advantage at the top of the table. They'll host an informed Russian United as part of another busy schedule of fixtures across the leagues tomorrow. Russian could move up as high as fourth in the table if they were to upset the Westerners. All games across the respective divisions are scheduled to take place tomorrow at 2 30 pm, with the exception of St. Mary's versus Douglas Athletic in Division 2, which will start at the earlier time of 1.45. With just a few games remaining, we're now at the sharp end of the season for the Manx rugby teams involved in UK competition, with two island sides in action across the water this weekend. Douglas in the Regional 2 Northwest West are away at Broughton Park, with both teams looking for important points to move away from the bottom end of the table. But it's an even more precarious situation for Vagabonds in the county's three ADM Langs Cheshire League, away at Port Sunlight tomorrow. Manx Radio's rugby correspondent Dave Christian explains why this fixture is so important for the island outfit.
1: If they fail to win this one, I th- think we can say that they're definitely going to finish in the bottom of the table whether or not that means relegation is a slightly debatable question, it depends because Vagabonds are at level uh, 8 in the rugby's tree level 9 being the bottom level if there are no clubs at level 9 next season then Vagabonds will effectively have no league to play in and they'll automatically drop into level 8.
8: Elsewhere, two games in the ravenscroft Manx Trophy locally tomorrow, Castletown hosts Western Vikings and Ramsey whilst Nomads Green welcome Ramsey Blues and Eastern Barbarians. And in cycling, it was a good day for Manx competitors Becky Story and Lizzie Holden and their respective teams on Stage 2 of the Setmana Cyclista Valenciana today. Those involved took on a 117 kilometer route from Boreana to Villarreal. Come the finish line, Story's Team DSM teammate Megan Jastrop secured third place. Meanwhile, Holden's fellow Team UAE ADQ squad member Eleonora Gasparini took fifth spot. Stage 3 of the event takes place tomorrow. <laughs> Manx Radio Travel, driven by Keyside
1: Tires and Service Centre. The 525 Loganair inbound from Manchester won't be in until uh, quarter past six. Uh, after that, uh, inbound uh, tonight we got the 7:30 EasyJet from London Gatwick on time. And the five to eight Loganair back uh, from Liverpool patient transfer plane on time. Uh, the five past eight Loganair from London City is delayed at the moment until, until a quarter past ten tonight. Outbound the five forty five EasyJet to Belfast International is showing on time. Six o'clock Loganair to Liverpool on time. Eight o'clock EasyJet back to Gatwick on time. Uh, at Rugby, there's a series of temporary closures on the Rugby West Road for water main replacement. Temporary lights on May Hill Ramsey water supply work. In Douglas, you got temporary lights on Annika Lane near the Heron for a pedestrian crossing and the junction of Prospect Hill and Athol Street emergency repairs to a gas main there this weekend. In addition to the narrow lanes and temporary pedestrian crossing on Victoria Street, temporary lights on the Jerby Road at Sandygate for water main replacement and the coach has closed between Jerby and the Lenn for resurfacing and Ballymenet Road's phase closures for water main replacement. Temporary lights on the Balabeg uh, Arbury Road uh, near the Arbury Parish Hall for that new zebra crossing. Peel's got temporary closures on East Quay and the Prom, and also between Peel and St John's. Temporary lights on the main road for water uh, work on the pavement and Castle Street one-way northbound in Castle Town.
0: Massimo Tires, budget tyres
1: priced to keep your vehicle safe and legal. Only available at.
0: Keyside.
1: <laughs> GAF commissioners are calling for the Department of Environment, Food and Agriculture to reconsider the closure of a path in Dune Glen. DEF has created a, a diverted a trail to deal with uh, between 30 and 60 rotting trees. We'll hear from Minister Claire Barber in a moment. First, GAF Commissioner Marinda Farga.
6: When I looked, yes, there's a tree down and there's slippage on the bank above. But that's what happens in glens. It's nothing new. But this policy is new. The position is that the commissioners are waiting for further information from DEF about their plans to erect fencing, to seal off the area permanently. What will that look like? Where where are they going to put it exactly? And they're going to make new paths. They're not intending to reopen it. We had an initial meeting with, well, just a couple of representatives from the department. The intention is to erect this fencing. It'll be permanent fencing. I've never seen permanent fencing within a national glen, paling fencing. I don't know how high it's going to be. And that fencing will be there forever for, for an indeterminate period, shall we just say until that part of the glen returns to nature and then maybe it will be taken down. I, I don't know. We're, we're talking of years ahead.
4: Well, I think no one wants paths closed in glens, but I also think there is a reality that we have to face around the cost of managing all of the environments we have. DEFA covers a huge public estate in terms of trees and footpaths, national glens, plantations, and we're constantly surveying. We know we have uh, some extensive issues around tree disease, which we're trying to explore how, how we can manage but we also have to do that in a way that is financially responsible and ultimately there will be some cases where the only option is to reroute a footpath so as much as that wouldn't be the first choice I think we have to understand that there will be changes both in terms of trees having to be felled which will be visually impactful and also looking at where we can change footpaths if that's what's needed.
1: After a victory last weekend to end their recent uh, losing run FC Alaman going to be looking to build momentum when they travel to face Ashton Athletic in the NW CFL Premier Division at 2 o'clock tomorrow. The Ravens' opponents sit bottom of the table, but FCL of Man's interim boss Paul Jones warns his side can't be complacent against the team that's had some recent positive results.
5: We can't get carried away by outcome. Whether we win, lose or draw, it, we re- evaluate the performance and that's what we focus on. That keeps us grounded. It also helps us to recognise the areas that we're getting better and the areas we, we need to focus on a little bit more. So we do our best to talk to the players in terms of performance level and what we need to do to deliver the right performance on on the day, and the, the kind of the, hopefully the results will start to take care of themselves. You know, our performance levels have been improving. They haven't been consistent enough over 94 minutes, certainly since the new year until Saturday, and then you know the the games before that, the two games before that I referenced, we had two really good second half performances that gave us all a lot of confidence. We can see what they're capable of, and now it's a case of helping them to deliver that more consistently.
8: Look into this weekend then. And Ashton Athletic away from home Ashton Athletic currently bottom of the table that might deceive a few people though I think you've said because they've started to pick up results recently and against some of the big teams in the league how important is it you don't have any complacency going into a game like this and you don't pay any sort of attention to where your opponents are on the table
5: yeah it's a, it's irrelevant in a lot of games that we've played this season It's you've got to play what's in front of you and you've got to prepare in the same way if you're playing the top of the table as if you're playing the bottom of the table that's the only way we can go about things so it will be a tough game They've run some sort of good teams very close and, and beat AFC Liverpool on Saturday they're starting to find their feet and maybe have found a way of playing that suits them and gives them an opportunity to stay in games long enough to maybe pick up some points so it'll be a tough game You know they're clearly still fighting for their lives in the division they've not given up so we need to make sure we're, we're properly on it on Saturday if the lads are anywhere close to where they were last week when we play on Saturday then we'll, we'll have a really good chance of, of having a positive result
1: that's it for update tonight back uh... Monday at 5.30 have a good weekend
10: W I N